Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brandley, co-host of the Eternal Entrepreneur. And today we're going to talk about how to get direction from God for your business. You might say, Pierce, why do you think that this is so important? And I'll tell you why. Because I see a lot of Christian business leaders operating from the wrong perspective as it relates to how to own and build and operate a business which comes under the banner of kingdom, of Christ-likeness. And that's for two reasons. The first is because you think you should have a business that is a kingdom-driven business. You don't really know why you should have a kingdom-driven business other than you think it's the right thing to do. And because of that, you operate subconsciously from guilt. And you build a business because you, you think that God wants you to have a Christian business, even though there's no real allusion to that other than what we're beginning to understand and see in the kingdom business movement. The other side of this is you want to own a kingdom business because you want to do things in partnership with God. And that word partnership is not a word that someone gave you. It's a word that you actually feel, you believe. But you don't necessarily feel as if you get direction from God for that partnership, which is equally discouraging and can equally lead to guilt because you wonder if you've done something wrong to have God spurn you so. <laughs> Both of these mindsets, mind you, lead you to a performance-driven mindset. And what I mean by that is in both of these scenarios, whether you think you should have a kingdom business or you think that you have a kingdom business, but you don't get direction from them. Either one of those scenarios leads you to spinning your tires thinking, if I just do the right things, if I just contribute to the right things, then eventually I will have a kingdom business. Or at the very least, God can't blame me for anything because I tried to do things the right way. And we need to let go of both of those because it's a business. There were thousands upon thousands of businesses before yours. There will be thousands upon thousands of billions after yours. A business is something that you're going to operate and use and leverage and enjoy while you're alive, as are the billions of other people on this planet. And you want that to be done in relationship with God while you're here. But in the big scheme of things, it plays into the big scheme of things. So let's not get overinflated about what we're doing. At the same time, let's understand that what we're doing can be something really special in the 80-some years we have here on the planet. Okay, so now that we've covered mindset, I want to talk about the track of I do genuinely want to get direction from God, but I don't necessarily feel as if that direction is coming I've sought after the God, I've read the Bible, I've fasted and prayed, I've gone to Christian business conferences, and I keep hearing that Christians should be the most innovative, most pioneering, most whatever 
put your blank word in there. And yet I don't feel as if that's happening. So I must be doing something wrong. You're not be doing, you're not doing something wrong. There's a different principle when you come into Christ that you need to operate from as it relates to innovation. And the reason I say the word innovation is because if you are asking God for direction in your business, then not only is that an innovative idea, there are micro innovations that your business needs to perform in order to get better. You don't need to be Elon Musk or Steve Jobs or whoever it is great in your industry in order to be innovative. Is new Innovation is new ideas that are applied to old problems. And every business has old problems that needs new ideas. You don't need revelation coming down from on high in some brilliant new way if you're not stewarding the micro-innovations that your business needs in order to be successful. And you might be saying, yeah, Pierce, I get that. I still need direction on the day-to-day things that I need to do. So that's great. So the first principle of seeking after the Lord as it relates to running an innovative company a company that takes new ideas and applies them to old problems in whatever scope and whatever definition or department of your business. The first principle is that the world is focused purely after innovation that leads to world change and or profit or sometimes those two things at the same time. Neither one of those things is bad, mind you. But if your business is just after social good and carrying a profit, there's nothing new about that. If you look at the the landscape of business today, there are many businesses from business owners who do not know the Lord and they're doing good in the world and they're innovative. So there's nothing special there, especially if they're being successful. There's a camp of people and of businesses that are innovative and successful in doing good. And they go in and they come out and they do that every single day. Some of them know the Lord. Some of them don't. We need to set that aside because that does not a kingdom business make. A kingdom business is primarily concerned with partnership with God. And partnership with God means lean on the Lord for direction. Now, sometimes the Lord is going to do what we see scattered all over scripture, especially in stories in the Old Testament, where he just says, hey, go do what is in your hands and in your heart to go do. And I'm going to be with you. I'm going to bless you. And that's because the Lord gives us agency. Agency is the sense of being given an open playing field, an open pasture, an open place to go sow seed. God has given you talent and you have permission to use that talent in the ways that you want to use it. That's awesome. You don't need permission to go do that. So the other part, however, is getting specific direction from God. And if we're thinking about that in terms of being innovative, there is a reason that God might be silent and I want to speak to those who have been who have felt like they are seeking after God, but they are not getting direction from Him and they need it. I want to propose that this is not because you've done something wrong or that you're living in sin or anything like that. That's not what we're here to talk about. The reason you might not be getting direction from God is because 
of a principle found in scripture that actually tunes you in to the spirit of God and gives you greater revelation than you would have had otherwise. So like I said, the world is primarily focused on social good and profit. Nothing wrong with those things. Innovation for the Christian, however, comes from intimacy. Intimacy is unto innovation. All right, so enough of the theory. Where do we see this in Scripture? The first is in 1 Peter 2.9. says that we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation's God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who call you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So what we have in there is a picture of us in Christ being royalty, being born into a royal priesthood, being part of a royal priesthood, and being called out of darkness and into light. That is a new identity that we sometimes get cognitively, but it's hard to understand what that applies to on a day-to-day basis. But again, remember, we are kings, queens, born into a royal priesthood. Our identity is royalty. So hold that. Check out Proverbs 25, 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, to search out a matter is the glory of kings. That's NIV. Check out ESV as well, which is, it is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. My friends, Sometimes the reason God hides a matter, sometimes the reason he is silent is because it causes us to lean forward. As a business owner, as a CEO, in your sphere, you are on top of your world, whatever microcosm that looks like. Without God concealing something from you, the posture of your heart would be led away from him and into an identity, which is just purely you achieving things, you achieving social good or you achieving profit. So sometimes the Lord is going to hide something on purpose so that the posture of your heart is to lean forward into him and get direction from him that you otherwise would not have gotten. It is the best game of hide-and-seek you could ever imagine. So if you feel as if you have been seeking out the Lord for an answer on something, I want to encourage you to continue to pursue Him in it. Two quick stories from my own life, one at a team level, one at kind of a practical level level. In both of these cases, I did not know what to do, but God gave me innovative ideas and ways of attacking problems that I wouldn't have gotten except for through prayer. So the first one was for a tech company, a faith-based tech company that I'd been working for quite a while. And we had run up against a problem for a specific feature that needed to be implemented. I talk about this in Calling, Awaken to the Purpose of Your Work. And I had gone after this problem for honestly, like over a week, spent way too many hours on it and could not solve 
the problem. The reason I couldn't solve it is because the client wanted it solved in a specific way. They were a non-technical person, but what they wanted was the problem to be solved in a technical way that they had heard about. So they didn't understand why it was important to do something one way or the other, but they wanted it solved the way they wanted it solved. So I needed to go about solving it that way. I'd given many different options in a certain phone call and I could not come to an understanding with them. And the conversation was starting to get heated because it started getting into those corners. I'm just right. Or you just need to do things because I'm the one writing checks. It was getting into that kind of realm of conversation, if you know what I'm talking about. And so internally, I decided to pause and I just said, Lord, there's no way to really solve this problem. I don't think, but if you know how to solve it and it can be solved in the way he's talking about, would you please just show me how, because I'm at my wits end here. And it was honestly, it was too, it was over solutioning. It was too complicated for what we were trying to do. But anyway, I digress near instantly. I say instantly after basically two weeks of trying and getting into a, a, a heated discussion with my client, I get through prayer in conversation, a picture of code and how that code could be implemented in a unique scenario. Now I'm not a programmer really. I know some technical things, but this was matrix level Neo seen between two worlds. Crazy. I saw how to implement something technically that had never been done in this scenario for him. And I certainly didn't know how to approach doing it. So I tell him, hey, let's pause this conversation. I understand how important it is to you. I think God just told me how to solve the problem. And of course, I get the kind of, you got what? Yes, I think God told me how to solve this problem. So I go in, I get out the phone call. And I solved this problem within five minutes, just the way that they want it solved. It works beautifully. And it was truly some crazy code jujitsu. It was unbelievable how it worked. And I've never seen this implemented anywhere else or heard of an engineer implementing it in this way before. It was really cool. So that was one way of God hiding something from me in order that I could understand through relationship that he can give me practical insight into how to operate my business. So that was really cool. The second story, some of you have heard this before, was with some executives, namely a CEO and a business coach. And they had asked for my perspective on how to make changes within the organization. And they were just asking my opinion, but I wanted to take uh, their ask seriously. And I felt a little bit like Daniel. And so I went into my secret place, which is my office. And I said, Lord, I know exactly how I would approach the ask. I don't really have an answer for them, but I know you give good answers. And so if there is something that you want me to communicate to them, I want to create space for that. It was probably a little bit more fumbly than that. I've told the story a few times, forgive me. So anyway, I'm praying this out and I don't get anything. I get nada. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to just start writing answers out because the ask still exists regardless of whether or not I get vision from on high. So I start writing stuff out 
And I decided to lean into prayer again. Don't get anything. So I get up and I, I walk towards the kitchen to go get a drink. And as I'm walking there instantly, I can only explain as the prophetic came on me. And I saw spiritually where executives were breaking down in terms of their roles. And the way it can be summarized is people were working in the business and not on the business in their own sort of spheres. But what it came down to was the highest paid people were doing the most menial work. And part of that was from a habit and part of that was from a, a lack of oversight. And so this was a hunch, right? This was a spiritual hunch and nothing else. I write it down though, and I get that kind of answer and I'm like, okay, I'll tell them this, but how do they approach it? And my answer to this was to do a time ad audit, watch what your executives do and see if what they're doing lines up with what their role is supposed to be doing. So that was God and I partnering together. And so I gave that answer to them when it came time to talk to them and they were blown away. Mouths could have hit the floor. In fact, the CEO came to my office at one point and was just staring at the wall and started shaking his head and goes, I don't know how you came up with this. Where did you get that information? Because this is what I've been feeling internally for a long time and didn't know how to explain it. How did you know? Well, then I got to tell him how I knew. And so I illustrate these two stories to tell you that problems are not problems for God. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but the problems that we sometimes are posed with in our business that we need answers from God on actually lead us into intimacy with God and actually open the door for practical partnership to happen. If we didn't have these sort of silent times from God that I believe in some ways are constructed we would think that the answers came from us and then innovation would lead us towards just simple social good or simple profit. When to be a kingdom business means to be in relationship with God and to participate with him in our daily work. So God hides a matter because it is his glory and it is to our glory the king born into a royal priesthood, the queen born into a royal priesthood, the CEO who is practically a king of his own domain to seek out the answer to that thing. So if you feel like there is a problem that is concealed, I want to encourage you that it is an opportunity, a glorious opportunity from God to get direction from him that will not only keep your heart in check, It'll bring a lot of joy into your life because for certain you are doing things alongside the Lord. That's what it means to have a kingdom business. Okay, my friends, it's so good to talk to you. I hope that you're able to apply this week. If you run into a problem, a micro innovation probably needs to occur, which means that it is prime opportunity for you to seek out the Lord in it, create space for it. I encourage you to not just do it on your own, do it with a your team that you trust. That way, testimony can abound. This is church after all. And tell Joe and I about cool answers that you get. We always want to know about testimony that you're getting in business. All right, my friends, have a great week. And don't forget to think eternally. Thank you for listening. 
If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.